Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast. It is Thursday, the 5th of April. And if you thought yesterday was busy, our market down 70 points, then today is extremely busy. Just to give you a bit of a highlight, we have had the Fed meeting, NAB results, and we've got another regional bank collapse imminent, it seems, in the US. PacWest Bancorp lost 52% after hours last night. I think it was up or down a couple of percent in normal trade. This regional banking crisis does not go away. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. So three main issues today. You'll see I've written up the Fed in a separate section today, but the obvious conclusion is that they are admitting that they are potentially going to pause interest rates next month. And the relevant little bit is that they removed a line from the March meeting statement. And the line was, the committee anticipates that some additional policy firming may be appropriate. They removed that line, which means that instead they're going to assess the next move on interest rates at the June meeting. The decision hasn't been made. And the market has read that immediately as meaning that they are going to go on pause. All you have to do is look at the chart of CPI in the US and realize policy rates have been too hawkish against a backdrop of falling inflation. The CME FOMC tracker of bond market probabilities tells us that there is now no chance of a rate rise next month. In fact, there's a 0.4% chance of rates being cut next month. Can you believe that? And there is a 98.9% chance of rates being cut in the US by the end of the year, a 60% chance of two cuts. So the peak is in, it seems, on interest rates. And I've written a piece today saying, what could go wrong? Genuinely, what could go wrong now that we have cleared out the biggest equity market negative of the last 18 months, the fear of inflation and interest rate rises? Have a read of my section, but I can tell you what could go wrong. Recession in the US, although that risk goes away every time interest rates come closer to peaking, which they appear to have done, we should be able to handle the risk of a recession. The other thing that could go wrong, of course, is a resurgence in inflation, God forbid. But obviously, the RBA surprisingly raised rates this week, and they did that over a mild paranoia that services inflation, which is wages, could blow out. So we do have to believe the Fed when they say they're data dependent. We have to watch the labor market numbers, and we have jobs numbers on Friday night, of course, out of the US. If inflation comes back, we're in trouble in the equity market. All bets are off, but it seems unlikely. The other thing that could go wrong is the debt ceiling negotiations. Any old hand will tell you that they've lived through this a couple of times where they have gone past the deadline for raising the debt ceiling and the US government's had to close down, stop paying its employees. It does happen, has happened before. Such is the political system that the more you push the other side to the edge, the more favours you get. It's all about blackmail, it seems, politics in the US. Don't vote in favour and get a favour. So they could push it to the edge. And although we all know it'll eventually sort itself out, I can tell you for nothing, the market can get itself in a bit of a twist if it does get pushed to the edge. In the end, it'll end up being a short-term buying opportunity if it does happen. So 
this debt ceiling negotiation, which is all over the news wires at the moment, this debt ceiling negotiation is a reason to be short-term cautious, and we might get a great buying opportunity. Other things that can go wrong are geopolitical risks, X-factors, Ukraine, Taiwan, Korea, Trump coming back, a Chinese aircraft carrier parking itself in Sydney Harbour. These are the sort of things no one expects, no one knows when or if they're going to happen. They just happen. The art of that is you don't worry about them until they happen, but if they do happen, you need to react, not ignore them. So we've got nothing to react to at the moment, but obviously X-Factors can come out. But... Finally, what could go wrong? Well, that's all about what happened last night. PacWest Bancorp in the US dropped 52% after hours last night, saying it's weighing its options, including a possible sale. In other words, we're going bust. That'll be the fourth. Other regional banks fell over in sympathy. Western Alliance in the US dropped 26% after hours. Other banks down 10 or so percent. The sector, bank sector after hours was down 5%. And our bank sector today is an absolute schmozzle. I'll come to that in a minute. But that regional banking sector crisis makes me feel very comfortable we sold Macquarie. They have results tomorrow. Those could cut either way. But in the current environment of a challenging outlook and a more competitive mortgage market. The risks are probably on the downside. So we cashed out of Macquarie eight days ago at $181.36. It's currently $174. So we've saved ourselves a bit of money there and waiting for the next opportunity to buy Macquarie. Have a look at the Macquarie chart. Looks horrible with this banking crisis blowing up. So happy to be in cash. Results tomorrow will obviously be interesting. Could turn it all around. We'll see. In the strategy portfolio, in line with my more relaxed, longer term feeling that there's nothing much to worry about except a banking crisis, a debt ceiling, a recession, X factors and inflation coming back. In line with my denial about all those negatives, we are still fully invested and quietly losing money as the markets just turn over the top at the moment. The bigger trends are okay. The short-term trends are pretty nasty. But we only really need to cash up in the strategy portfolio if there is something precipitous going on. This bank crisis could develop. Got to keep our eye on that. Looking over our shoulder. Haven't pulled the trigger yet. I have done almost everything else though. We've got no Macquarie. And in the ideas portfolio, we hold no ideas. As of yesterday, by the skin of our teeth, I sold everything in the ideas portfolio yesterday, which included ANZ, NAB and Westpac ahead of their results. And the reason I did that is because the sector will not shake off this regional banking crisis and that has been blowing up this week. All these big stocks generally peak just ahead of results and we were just ahead of results yesterday. As I say, I could put up any chart of any of the major banks with their earnings reports marked on the chart and you will see they report and drop, pay their dividends and drop and then you get a buying opportunity a little bit later. So we've sold them just before they reported and thank goodness we did. The NAB results today are mirroring what the CBA did in February. In February, the CBA had a fabulous set of results and the share price fell 10%. If you remember, The share price fell 10% in the next two or three days as one analyst picked up on the one negative in the whole set of results. 
which was that net interest margins had peaked in October and this was February. And on the back of that, the CBA fell over. Well, the NAB results are similar. The share price was down 7% first thing, now down 5.4%, possibly overdone in the short term. And the theme is the same. Peak net interest margins, interest rate cycle is peaking, so margins are going to come off. Outlook is tough very competitive and you've got these regional banks collapsing there'll be more research and stuff for us to get into tomorrow but nab down 5.4 percent on results this morning and we have the cba down 1.3 percent they've got a trading update next tuesday i think it's tuesday anz's down 1.8 percent westpac's down 2.7 percent macquarie's down 1.5 percent so all the banks having a pretty shabby day so we have saved ourselves Whilst I'm not suggesting we do this, if you are trying to strip a dividend, you might be about to get a really good opportunity before these stocks go ex-dividend if the share prices fall over first. You'll probably get a little rally into the ex-dividend date once the research is out and everybody's done their numbers and things have settled down a little bit. So could still be worth trying to strip the bank dividends. But we are in cash. We sold them yesterday. We took five, six percent profits on all three of them. And now we have an ideas portfolio with no idea. Always on the lookout. Lastly, in my section, the BHP portfolio, which started two days ago. We are have started in cash. Have a look at the BHP chart. I'm not buying that chart at the moment. And also one of our lovely members picked up on the Morgan Stanley Commodity Thermometer, which tells us their favourite and least favourite commodities at the moment. I'm not sure over what time period. They really need to tell us over what time period. But at the top of the pile at the moment, considering all the risk in the banking sector, gold is at the top with aluminium, silver, platinum, uranium. But at the bottom is lithium. Can you believe that? Hard coking coal, then iron ore. So iron ore at the bottom. They say in the second quarter with China's peak steel season behind them, they expect to see iron ore moving back into surplus. Chinese steel output to slow significantly in the second half. Scrap consumption to increase and supply to seasonally improve. And that oversupply is likely to weigh heavily, not weigh on, weigh heavily on the price in the second half of the year. So pretty negative on the iron ore price. The BHP chart looks pretty nasty. So in cash in BHP. So summary of my section is trying to ignore the short term weakness in the market, staying fully invested in strategy. The Macquarie portfolio in cash, the BHP portfolio in cash, the ideas portfolio in cash. Short term negative, long term trying to be optimistic. A heck of a lot coming up. Apart from NAB today, we've got ANZ results tomorrow. Sorry in our diary we had it coming out today. ANZ results tomorrow. European Central Bank tonight likely to raise rates 25 basis points. Macquarie results tomorrow could go either way. Rio AGM later today, I think 4 p.m.-ish. Jobs numbers in the US on Friday night. Westpac results on Monday. CBA trading update on Tuesday. And minor releases, Orica and CSR have results next week. And retail sales numbers are on Tuesday next week, Australian retail sales. Right, that's about it from me. Henry has stock of the day, Dreadnought Resources, D-R-E, dare to D-R-E-A-M, dream. He teaches members about, or you, about duration risk today. And he 
has a link to the call on Osbiz yesterday. No, the investment committee. He was on the investment committee on Osbiz yesterday. And predictably for Henry, a man obsessed with the 80s, his banner today says, may the fourth be with you. Thank you, Henry. There are a few technical signals around, but not many. Cell signals, cochlear, CSL, ANZ, car sales, Orica, Treasury and Wine Estates, almost no interesting buy signals. Quite a few stocks on the Bollinger Band buy list, which means they have done terribly. One of which is Fortescue Metals, which is also notably oversold. And that, of course, is after the iron ore price has come off from the beginning of the month. Short-term stuff, oversold short-term. The other notable piece of content we've got today is another podcast from John Abernathy. Chairman of Climb Investment Management. We are licensed by a AFSL called AdviceNet, which is owned by Climb Entities, which is why we have a natural relationship with John, who I've known for years. And he came down to Melbourne. I've done these three podcasts this week, but he is really good, I've got to say. Very impressed with his depth of knowledge, experience, logic, and a little bit of the Marcus today character, which makes him say what he thinks rather than what he thinks he should say. So today, John has a very interesting podcast on the franking and super changes coming up. He thinks one of the changes is ludicrous and the other one is inevitable. Have a listen to the podcast today from John, anyone who's concerned about these franking changes. Right, that's it. What a busy and interesting week. Our market really rebounding nicely at the moment. We were down 56 at worst. We are now down 13. The banks are having a bit of a rally. NAB still down 5.4% as we speak. I haven't picked up that anything new has developed apart from the bad news on the US regional bank crisis. The Dow futures are only down 14, which suggests they are taking that new news in their stride. We will see. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.